You're listening to First Conyers Daily Podcast, Daily in the Word, with Pastor John Mark Oliver. Well, good Monday morning to you. Today is Monday, June the 27th, and it's good to be on with you this morning. I hope you got a good night's rest last night. I hope you had a had a worshipful and edifying experience yesterday as you gathered together uh, in your respective places of worship from church yesterday. Uh, we had a good morning here at First Conyers, and um, it's just good to be with the people of God and to worship God uh, together with the body. I was here early this morning to see our students off. They are headed out to Fuse Camp this week uh, in Panama City, and so be praying for them that God would move in their hearts this week. Great group of kids. Uh, just so proud of our student ministry and the kids that are there and those who are who are leading uh, student ministry now so just be praying for them this coming week as um, they just have a great fun time that's focused on their relationship and walk with the Lord but this morning as I was reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 um, there was a song that came to my mind it's an old uh, old gospel tune um, I don't know if you classify it as a hymn or not um, but it's where could I go but to the Lord? Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving alone to face temptation's call, where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go?
I go but to the Lord. And the message of that song really is that there's nothing else that satisfies. There's nothing else that fills that, that longing in our lives, that desire for completeness, if you will, uh, except in the Lord. Uh, other things are fine. Uh, they're enjoyable. Uh, the pleasures of life and, and even the possessions that we have in life, all of those can be enjoyable and every good and perfect gift from, uh, comes down from the Father of lights. But, but if we're looking to those things to satisfy us, uh, to fill that void in our hearts and our lives, to bring us uh, contentment, if you will, they're just not going to satisfy. They may give short-term contentment, and, and they do give short-term contentment and satisfaction. Uh, but there's nothing in this world that can satisfy and fill our hearts uh, like having a, a, a walk in a fellowship, a real walk with the Lord. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, Solomon continues to write of his quest to try to satisfy that, that longing, that void in his heart, in his life, uh, to find pleasure, to find contentment in all of the things that the world has to offer. And he begins to write in chapter 2 of the different things that he indulged in trying to trying to fill that void. And he lays out in the first 11 verses of that chapter three areas that, that he sought after, that he went after hard, not just sought after. Solomon had the resources to go after them hard. Uh, in the same way that many of us, if we had the resources, we might go after them far more, trying to fill and satisfy that longing that we have in our heart. But at the end of all of that, Solomon still concludes that all of that was vanity. All of that was empty. None of that uh, gained him any, any contentment in life. And so the first area that he begins to focus on that he pursued with every bit of his passion was that area of trying to fill that void with the pleasures uh, that are in life through entertainment, um, through activity, uh, those things that, uh, that are very similar to the things that we have uh, around us. And we find that many people seek after these things to try to fill that void. Unfortunately, many of them never realize that that will not fill and satisfy that void. So he starts here in verse one by saying, I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with pleasure. So here he's going to begin to pursue pleasures in life. Enjoy yourself. Look at all the pleasures that are out there that you can seek after and, and enjoy yourself. And there is enjoyment in pleasures, but at the end of the day, it still doesn't satisfy. He said, um, behold, this was also vanity. It was empty. When he pursued all of those pleasures, it was empty. He begins to describe some of those pleasures that he sought after. The first was laughter. Um, and, and we could use a lot of different names for laughter. Uh, it's not just the act of laughing, but it's, it's finding that, that happy feeling in life. And so he says, I said of laughter, it is mad. And of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with all my heart how to cheer my body with wine. I go after uh, that which makes us happy, uh, lofty. I, I, I pursued that. And he says, but my heart still guided me with wisdom and how to lay hold of folly till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during the few days of life. So. Here Solomon sought after what we might term as hedonism. 
just trying to fill that void with every pleasure that the world may have to offer entertainment i think in our culture we're probably one of the most entertained cultures in all of the world there's so many different ways that we might entertain ourselves i i think of those that uh and, and nothing wrong with this at all but the, the motive of seeking after is where we can miss it. Those that just live and die by sports, uh, entertainment through watching and, and uh, buying all the paraphernalia that goes along with that. Those who uh, pursue pleasure in life maybe by, by just continually going to entertaining concerts or, or, uh, or comedy shows, all of these things. And again, there's nothing wrong with those. But as Solomon says, when I tried to pursue all of those with all of my, all of my resources that I have, uh, I came up empty at the end of it, that it was, it was all vanity. Um, I think of our sports, uh, it's really a, a major icon in our country, really an idol in our country. And it's, it's fun to watch our local team, the Atlanta Braves win the World Series, and it was enjoyable to see the Georgia Bulldogs win the national championship. But championships come and go. Uh, they're here today and they're gone tomorrow. And, and they can never satisfy that continual longing that we might have to fill that in our lives. And in verse 4, he begins to go after possessions. He says that I made great works, uh, uh, architectural works. He, he created things with his hand and, and built many things. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. Uh, many of us know people that that may have a house, a residence that they have here, and then that's not enough. They have to find a house or a choir house at the lake so they can enjoy pleasures on the weekend at the lake and not attend fellowship in their local church. And maybe the lake doesn't satisfy. And so they say, you know what? I look up there in the mountains in North Georgia. Wouldn't it be nice to have a cabin up in North Georgia? And, and some have the resources to even have more places than that. And what they're doing is trying to, trying to fill that hole, that void, again, by having all of these possessions, these places, going from one place to the next, just to try to find rest for their souls. But as in Solomon's case, it never satisfied that. Um, my dad used to say there are always there are two greatest days in the in the guy's life that that owns a boat: the day he buys the boat and the day he sells the boat. Now again, nothing wrong with those things, but if we're looking for those, if we're seeking after those to try to fill something that uh, that only the Lord and, and and a walk in relationship with Him, satisfaction to Him can, it's going to derail us from finding that. He said, "I made myself gardens and parks." and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. Uh, my wife and I joke, I'm a gardener. Um, what's, what's, what, what is one thing every gardener needs? Another plant. Um, but if we're going after those things to try to fill a void, then we're really gonna miss it. He says in, in uh, verse seven or verse six, I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possession of herds and flocks, more than any who had before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold, the treasure of kings and, and provinces. 
I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, the delight of the children of man. And we can sum all of those things up as possessions. He tried to possess as much as he could to fill that. Now, some of us may say, well, you know, I'm not guilty of that. I don't have the resources that Solomon had. And But a poor man can even have the same longing. I was in Malawi once, and I asked my friend Booker Banda, the pastor there, Pastor, what's the greatest opposition that you face in these villages uh, where you're sharing the gospel and trying to plant churches? And he said, greed. And it shocked me because these were some of the poorest people I'd ever seen in my life, living in dirt huts. And I asked him, can he explain that? He said, well, if a man has a, has a hut and he has a thatched roof made from palm branches, uh, and he sees his neighbor who has a, a roof that is made with sticks and palm branches, he is going to have greed and he's going to want what his neighbor has, that is the stick roof rather than the palm branch roof. And if one has a stick roof with palm branches and they see another neighbor in their hut, they've acquired tin and they have a tin roof, they're going to have greed and desire what their neighbor has, the tin roof. And so whether we're poor or have great possession, uh, great possessions, this this root of desiring more and greed, more possessions can plague us all. And again, nothing wrong with having these things, but if that's where our, our heart is seeking fulfillment, then we're not going to be fulfilled and satisfied. Lastly, he goes after prestige or power. He says in verse 9, he says, So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Oftentimes, I, I make the joke that when I meet other pastors, uh, one of the first questions they want to ask me is, how big is your church? And so, regardless of, of what we may be uh, involved in, that desire for prestige, that desire to have more than another so that we can uh, gloat in that and have pride in what we have accomplished with our hands. If that's trying to, if we're trying to pursue that in order to fill that void in our heart, that place, we're gonna be sorely disappointed and dissatisfied because there is nothing else that can fill that like a walk in fellowship with the Lord. Verse 10, he says, "'And whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. "'I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all of my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had expended in doing it, and behold, all was vanity. It was all empty. So when Solomon looks out and he sees all of these great pleasures that he was able to uh, indulge himself in when he looks out and sees all of the possessions that he had been able to acquire and there was nothing that was out of his reach whatever his eyes saw they desired he was able to acquire it and then when I saw the great prestige and power that I had gained through all of this because no other man had as much that I had in all of Jerusalem he concludes that all of this every bit of this was all vanity and a striving after the wind. Great word image there, striving after the wind. We can strive after the wind, but it's something that we can never attain. We can never hold or harness the wind. And he said, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. And so let me conclude by saying this. 
Solomon's not teaching that these things are, are wrong. He's not teaching that they're bad. Maybe the idea of prestige, I could see where that, that is probably a snare. But at the end of the day, if we're seeking after those things to fill our hearts, to bring contentment in life, we are going to be left empty in vain. A few concluding questions that I kind of asked myself this morning at the close of my quiet time. Um, and, and I want you to ponder these questions. Do I live as a consumer using every resource and person in my quest for fulfillment? Do I, do I, live, do I just consume things and, and use people? Is that my quest? Is that what I'm looking for? for fulfillment in life. And only you and I can answer that question for ourselves. Second question I had to ask myself is, has, has the, the, the well of hedonism, of, of seeking after pleasure, has it gone dry? In other words, is there anything that I've had in life or have right now that I'm seeking after for pleasure and I find that, uh, that the well's empty, the well's dry? then that's an indication that I'm seeking after the wrong things with the wrong heart. And then lastly, where do we go when we find that those things never satisfy? Well, the answer to that was in the opening song. Where could I go but to the Lord? You see, the only thing that's going to satisfy your heart and my heart is a daily, vibrant walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and to find in Him all of our sustenance. Now, one other thought on this. It's easy for all of us at some point in time along the path of life to find ourselves looking for something else to fulfill. I'm guilty of it, and so are you. But thank God for the Holy Spirit who pricks our heart and says, you know what, you're trying to find satisfaction in this. I am the only place that you're going to find satisfaction. It's okay to have. It's okay to, uh, to delight in those things that God has provided. But if that's where your heart is looking for contentment, it's not going to fill it. And so today, let's take an examination. And if there's anything that kind of pricks your heart in the sharing of these words from Solomon of Ecclesiastes, ask the Lord, turn, repent from that. I had to do some repenting this morning and to turn my heart from other things and turn my heart to the Lord. And in the words that I owe him, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Well, I pray the Lord blesses you today and he keeps you. Uh, ask God for an opportunity to sow a seed of the gospel in somebody's heart. And if you recognize that a seed has been sown there, that God would give you the wisdom to know how to cultivate that seed. And if God, by his grace, would allow us to see somebody saved today, what a great day that would be. I love you. I pray the Lord blesses you and keeps you this day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. I ask you to please hit that share button on your Facebook feed and share this message, this word, with those that, are, that you're in contact with as friends. I love you. May the Lord bless you. Thanks for listening to our daily podcast. For more information about First Conyers, visit our website at firstconyers.com.